Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Pennington. So today's episode is actually pretty fun. We're talking about funds and companies that launched and started out of a crisis like we have right now. Companies from Disney to Apple to Microsoft and funds like Paul Tudor Jones and Apollo started out of market crashes. I want to tell you a lot of their stories. Hope you guys enjoy. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey guys, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Payton. So today we're gonna talk about companies and funds that launched out of a recession, out of a correction. This is gonna be a fun episode. A lot of good stories talking about Paul Tudor Jones, very famous investor, capitalized on market crashes. We're gonna talk about Apollo. We're gonna talk about General Electric, General Motors, Apple, all these amazing companies that had really big plays out of crashes. Now, a lot of people right now are worried. A lot of companies are worried about making payroll you know, this month, the next month. In this episode, I'm gonna try to give you a broader vision of what's going on to, to get your head out of the weeds a little bit. It's really easy to watch today's news and just be in the, the here and now. We're gonna try to look a little bit bigger. And it's interesting actually, as in, in our mastermind group, if you guys know our mastermind, we have mentors and people that come in and, and talk to a lot of our, our, our group. In there, a lot of people have been asking and saying, I'm getting everything ready, but I'm just looking for a market correction. I need some kind of dip that I can find in alpha that I can get into the markets and be very successful. So if you wanted it, here it is. Recession, bring it on, right? We're ready. So to start off, I'm gonna go through a few stories of companies that launched, and these are just brief stories, but if you look at number one, General Electric started back in 1893, started by Thomas Edison out of uh, a crash did really well. General General Motors, 1908, started during the pandemic of 1907. Um, now General Motors did 137 billion in revenue in 2019. IBM started while industry saw double digit declines in 1911. Uh, you saw a run on the banks in the early 1900s. Uh, they started out of that. Disney started in the Great Depression. Uh, Walt Disney said, I knew America needed a smile in 1929, and that's where he started Disney. FedEx, they started the tail end of the 1969 recession. Microsoft launched in 1978 during an oil crisis and a stock market crash that led to a 16-month recession. Uh, Electronic Arts, EA, like EA Sports, it's in the game, like that one, you know? (laughs) You guys know that one? I love EA Sports. If anyone of you guys wanna play FIFA, by the way, I will absolutely murder you in FIFA. I'll destroy, anyways. Side note, but they started out of the 81-82 recession. He left Apple, Trip Hawkins left Apple to start the biggest gaming company in the world with over five billion in revenue annually. Burger King started in 1953 after the Korean War. A product launch saved Apple. Remember the dot-com bubble, right? The huge dot-com bubble. You had Silicon Valley, this is the early 2000s. What does Apple come out with? The iPod, All right? That's right when they launched the iPod and they because they could capture a ton of market share, nobody was even close to that kind of development. They took off, gained, became a, a huge category king in that space until the day with the iPhone, have a huge market share, especially in the United States. So obviously there's plenty of opportunity to be had in the markets. Now the question always is though, am I an idiot or are they an idiot? And what I mean by this is I've had deals come to me the last couple of weeks. I've looked at them. They look like good deals, but I always ask myself this question is, am I the idiot or are they the idiot? <laughs> and I think this happens 
on a, a small scale up to a very, very large scale. I was talking to my dad earlier today, co-founder of a $20 billion family of funds. He says, we have the same question in our in our offices, in our board meetings. We ask, "Is it? can it really be this good? Is it really on sale? Is it too good to be true, right? We always tell ourselves that, oh, if it's too good to be true, it's not. Well, sometimes it actually is. When you can buy things for you know nickels on the dollar, um, is it too good to be true? I don't know. Uh, and that's the question you gotta ask yourself, am I the idiot or are they the idiot? But if you can control an asset enough, look at the long-term play, not just the two month, the six month, but the four year, five year, six year play. There's a lot of potential opportunity, especially in a market dip when investors are scared, when companies are scared or over leveraged and they do not have the opportunity to step into an asset when you can, it creates a lot of opportunity for people like us. One story I want to tell you is a guy named Paul Tudor Jones. Now, Paul has an incredible story. I'm not going to tell you his full biography in this episode, but like, holy crap, like this guy has the craziest story. Um, He started in 1976. He was interested in trading. He has a cousin who was working on Wall Street. And Paul says, hey, cousin, can you get me into a trading brokerage and teach me this world of finance, teaching me this world of trading? So his cousin brings him on. They start trading together. Four years later, Paul says, screw everybody, screw these other companies. I'm gonna start my own firm after four years of trading. And he goes out and launches uh, his company called Tudor Investment Corporation with a grand whopping total of $30,000. They get together in this little fund. And today's money, that's about $94,000. The conversion, there's a cool, by the way, there's a cool calculator online. Like it does inflation conversion for the last hundred years. Anyway, Freaking cool. Check that out. But so they have $94,000 under management. They slowly grew and did conservative investing until they saw a huge opportunity in 1987. They mapped 1987, the current economic conditions against the 1929 market. And they said, it looks exactly the same. This must be a bubble. And that was the 1929 market was right before the Great Depression. So they put a huge short on the market, pretty much leveraged their entire fund on the market. Uh, and they predicted Black Monday. Paul tripled his money pretty much and got 125% return that year to his investors, around $100 million. He had turned that original $30,000 into over $100 million in less than seven years because he took advantage of a market correction. Now, a lot of people say, well, Paul, that was lucky, right? You know, every, even a blind squirrel can find an acorn, which is true, right? <laughs> I tell people that all the time about me, like, Things are just luckier sometimes, right? But it's not so lucky if you do it twice. So Paul, a few, he takes his portfolio, they have conservative investments, and then Paul sees another huge opportunity. Only three years later, in 1990, he sees a huge bubble in the Japanese markets. And he goes in, shorts the market, and sure enough, that year he returns an 87% return on his entire portfolio to his investors. And this solidifies Paul as one of the greatest investors of all time. Started from nothing, and, and currently today is worth about five and a half billion dollars, B with billion with a B. Incredible guy, does a lot of philanthropic work, is one of the guys behind Robinhood, that app, investing app. He, wanted, he wants to teach young people about investing, to get in the markets, to just get started investing portions of your income. He's done a lot of work to help young investors do this. I, I, I just think a lot of Paul Tudor Jones, a really great guy. Um, he's a good friend of Tony Robbins and they do a lot of stuff, philanthropic stuff together around the world. Pretty cool though, right? Like he started out of a crash and, uh, and took advantage of market corrections throughout his entire career and just played it conservative the rest of the time. Now, another great story is with Apollo. If you guys, you guys know Apollo, Apollo is one of the second largest private equity fund in the world next to Blackstone. They have about $350 billion 
assets under management. They own companies like Disney, like Caesars Palace, Caesar Entertainment. They own Cox Media, ADT. I mean, they own they own like they own Veil Ski Resort. I mean, it's just crazy the amount of companies that you personally know that they actually are behind uh, on there. This was started by Leon Black. So Apollo started by Leon Black in 1990, similar time to that Paul Tudor Jones in Jap- Japan, 1990 as well. Apollo started in 1990 by Leon Black. He came from Poland, by the way. His dad committed suicide. He gets into investment banking and actually works for Michael Milken, the uh, junk bond king. You guys remember this guy? Junk bond king. I mean, he he leveraged his portfolio like crazy. He was buying junk bonds. And he actually got, side note, did you guys know this? He got, so he got, SEC put a lifetime ban on him. And he violated that apparently. He was put in prison in like 2013, 2014. And then Trump, like two months ago, pardoned him. And he's now free and clear. Like I, <laughs> I had no clue that that was the same guy that Trump pardoned. He pardoned a few other people that were in finance um, just, that was wild. Don't do things illegally. But, uh, if you do, maybe Trump will pardon you one day, I guess, <laughs> which is just wild. Anyways. So Leon Black was like his right-hand man. So he watched Michael, the junk bond King trade, do leverages, the whole nine yards. And he said, I think I can do this. And they had some discrepancy at their firm. Uh, they had a crash and Michael steps out and says, I think there's a lot of opportunity here. He takes a few guys from his firm. And he says, we're going to start Apollo. And so they start Apollo. They start buying distressed companies. They would come into companies, like I talked about before, that are just cash deficient, that are poor, that are hurting in a time of crisis, that can't get out of the here and now of, I got to make, you know, pay my lease for this week or this month, or I've got to pay payroll this month. Yes. Anybody with money, I'll give you a discount. Just come in and save us. And he said, great, I've got some money. I'll come in and save you guys. And so he started to take big controlling stakes in good companies, but that were just hurting in the short term, which right now we have a lot of companies in that same boat. There's a lot of really good companies that have great supply chains that are doing well, but are just hurting because the coronavirus has shut down their supply chain, shut down their customers. People are fearful. And for two months, they don't have revenue and they are looking for someone to come in and, and save their business. And they will give you a, a five, 10%, 20% discount on their equity, on their stock. Pretty cool, right? That's what he's decided to leverage. So they come in, they start buying companies and uh, they, by 1995, they're a big player. They raise a, a one and a half billion dollars in five years. They had that much track record because they started from a crash and just worked their way up. You know, any, you know, they always say like any blind squirrel can find an acorn in an up market. And there's a lot of people that in an up market are like, man, I'm a genius. I'm doing so well. Um, but I mean, take advantage. I mean, it doesn't matter how smart you are. If it's an up market, you should generally do well, right? And usually what Warren Buffett says, when a market correction comes, you see who's wearing underpants or not, right? Who's wearing their, if the tide's up and the water comes out, you're seeing who's got their swim trunks on. And right now we're kind of seeing who has swim trunks on. You see people like Cheesecake Factory, can't they're laying off 40,000 employees after being out of business for two weeks. Like, are you kidding me? You don't have that much cash reserved? Um, but people that, you know, these companies that don't have their underwear on, the tide goes out and you see what's going on inside of their funds. And that gives us, people like us, a huge opportunity to step in and find incredible deals. Inside of our mastermind group, we've had lots of people asking, I, I'm just, I've got everything ready. I'm just waiting for a market correction. I'm waiting for a dip so that I can come in and take advantage of these companies that are down. Right now, my funds, we had a really good March. We just did our March close. Really profitable month. I called my investors. I was like, guys, we did really well. I run a microfinance company. Usually microfinance companies get relatively untouched through economic downturns. They do, you know, they'll have some defaults, but usually our, you know, our, our good loans outweigh our defaults and we do well. Um, March, we had a good month. April, we've called all of our people. We should have a really good month for April. Um, we're looking okay. 
and we have cash now. And I'm like, holy crap, maybe there's some other investments outside of our small niche that our people are on, you know, things are on sale. And I've had to call my investors and I'm trying to convince them, give me more money for these one-off deals. This is a fantastic opportunity for us to get in the markets, to get playing. Um, I was on a call with uh, this big bank. I'm not going to say their name, but I was on a call yesterday with them. About a thousand investors call into this. is a huge bank. And they talked about current market conditions. And they mentioned they don't see this as like a 2007, 2008 type of crisis. They said that was a long drawn out crisis. Um, that took about 20 months to fully lapse. He said, we've dropped as much as we've dropped right then in about 90 days, <laughs> which is just wild. And they're like, we, we really see this is going to be more of a V market, not like a U-shaped market, but more of a V, a very sharp downturn and a very sharp upturn once this virus and this pandemic starts to loosen, supply chains come back, factories get back to work. These are good companies. They're just having supply chain issues. And so they mentioned, hey, this is a great time to take opportunity. The Fed is pumping tons of cash in the markets. Uh, tons of liquidity, uh, especially when things start to look promising. Um, I know we're still heading kind of down right now, but once things start to look a little more optimistic, I, I, I perceive a lot of cash flooding our, our markets, even when they were <laughs> very, very full of cash before they're even more full of cash now um, with market conditions. So the point of this episode is to try to tell you there's opportunity out there. Get out of a fear mindset. I had to call a few investors and get, they were just like, I'm so worried. I'm not moving any of my money. I'm like, no, this is the time to put money in. And some of them said, screw you, Bridger. You know, I'll talk to you in three months. And I said, fine, that's cool. Some of them said though, Bridger, I think you're right. I think, I, I think this is the time to get in or maybe next week or two weeks. Let's start getting things ready to find really good opportunities because cash is king in a down market when you can come in and scoop up under you know, good assets that are just on sale right now. Anyways, hope that helps. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Hey, hey, wasn't that awesome? Hey, if you want to learn more about funds, I actually have the unique opportunity to sit down with a co-founder of a $20 billion family of funds for an entire hour. And he did a full training on how he launched his fund, how to find investors, how to find your niche in that space. If you're interested, go to investmentfundsecrets.com. You can hop on that training for absolutely free. Listen to him for a full hour. It's an incredible training. And that knowledge actually as a mentor helped me launch my first fund. I think you guys will really enjoy it. See you on there. Bye.